0: Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about some philosophical ideas, as you can see by the title. Let's first go around and introduce ourselves. So my name's Lisa. I'm in grade 11.
1: My name's Kai. I'm in grade 11. My name's Jude. I'm in grade 9.
0: So young. Okay. Um, first of all, I just kind of want to ask you guys, like, what is your outlook on life? What tends to be the driving factor in what you do and, like, how you live life?
2: I'm at a point where I'm kind of questioning certain, um, I guess driving factors for going about life. So um, I'd say maybe two weeks ago, I was thinking like, yeah, I want to get to a point where I'm satisfied with my life. And so, I mean, then I could go and break down whatever like factors into what I call satisfaction. But then um, more recently I've been thinking, like is just chasing that satisfaction of being happy with my life, is that the wrong way to live?
0: So is your point that your philosophy in life is just just like search for happiness is that what you were looking at like two weeks ago
2: not happiness because i think that's a pretty i don't think that's a good thing to do to search for happiness
1: yeah um but obviously you want to be like feel accomplished with your life but i mean you also want to enjoy the journey to getting there right because that is what life is yeah and so, so maybe just on your way there i don't know just make sure there's stuff about it you enjoy it's so not all grinding to get to that like completion no like you want to enjoy it
0: but like i feel like if you really like what you do for example in school if you like what you're studying then you can like really enjoy the process even if it is hard work Does that makes sense so is that like your dilemma right now is that you can't seem to find something that fulfills you but also something that you're passionate about
2: i'd say it's almost like the opposite where um, there are so many things I know I'm interested in or that I, um, I like and I, I think pursuing would be
1: interesting. Um, yeah. I, yeah, there's a lot of things I really find interesting, but like I have a whole list of jobs I want to try out, but some of them are like years for qualifications, so I can't do all of them. So I, I know you just kind of got to do what you like. You just got to try something. If you don't like it, I don't know, try something else
0: so has all your actions in the past just been about getting to this one singular place that you want to be at eventually in life which is like fulfillment
2: i'd say that was like a few months back that was kind of my idea yeah but But wouldn't
0: you try and strive for like like fulfillment perhaps in the moment rather than like an eventual one that you may or may not come to
2: yeah i think it's because i'm not satisfied with where i am right now that i can't actually I don't think I'm capable of feeling fulfilled in the moment, which is why I want to get to a point where I can feel fulfilled in the moment.
0: When do you see yourself doing that?
2: I really don't know.
1: Like I just, I just no idea.
0: It's okay. How
1: about you? To be honest, I'm in kind of a dark spot in my life. Like, um, it was maybe last week that I just, I just kind of like opened up to my parents. So I was just talking to them, but like I, a lot of the stuff that I guess I was in like denial about. So that that kind of came out. I'm just personally not doing that great i've uh i'm just gonna say bluntly i've been eating alone at school for like five months now it's not great i'm still i still reach out to people i'm still chill like that but i just i'm not in a great place like you i wanna i wanna be happy and i don't remember what that feels like so yeah i'm just not in a great place right now so i want to strive for greatness and if i'm being honest the way i see the world is quite a negative place but that's also clouded by just the haze and depression of life so yeah i have
3: a question so if you were to be happy during lunch what would that look like for you
1: i honestly just want people to eat with again but Mm -hmm. i real i don't i wasn't fully happy when i was in that group like there were people but i wasn't fully connecting i didn't feel like i could be myself like I have another friend group but they're um not as great influences so i'm kind of in this middle ground where i tend to attract a lot of toxic people and i always just end up getting screwed over in the end
3: um this might be a bit personal but do you think that's a reflection of who you are
2: <laughs>
1: that's a good that's interesting it's No, because there's a thing
3: where it's like you, you attract people who
1: are like you yeah that's, that's why i'm true. asking i don't really do toxic things i have like quite In my head, I'm probably a toxic person, but on the outside, I'm so concerned about what others think about me that I'm the nicest I try to be, right? Like, in a way, I feel like I attract these people because I want to, like, fix them or something, right? I want to, like, make them not toxic. There's so much drama that I want to, like, just polish and make good, I don't know, but in the end, it always ends up biting me in the ass.
2: So then, you think you would prefer continuing on in that kind of, like, going up to people and, like, polishing them off? Polishing off their toxicity, as opposed to just like hiding people that aren't like that. Like, what do you think you'll do from now? on?
1: I don't actually know. Like, I, I was actually thinking about transferring a while ago, but I, I probably won't. But because I still have the media arts here, but it's just it's been going downhill, and like ever since grade eight. But I feel like I I just hope there's like people out there that I can make a healthy friend group with, whenever that is. But I don't know if I'm gonna. I, I'll probably for the rest of my life go up to toxic people and try to polish them
2: so you think you don't want to change that slash you don't think you can change that
1: i i don't know if i can overcome it because it's just like a primal instinct to go like untoxify these people
0: can i just say i think what you're doing right now is you're like kind of self-sabotaging yourself because by telling yourself that you can only like this is your nature you're kind of like putting yourself in the place where you're like having like a self-fulfilling prophecy where you're only going to continue doing that and then justify your actions doing that because you said, "Oh, like that's what I do." So like while like I do this a lot myself too, but I don't hold myself accountable for things that I can change. And I know like I have a lot of things I need to work on, and so a lot of the times I will just be like, "Oh, it's not in my control. I need to just like wait for myself to get over it." But really there are things I can do to get better and I know not everyone's, like, ready to make the move, and personally, I wasn't ready for, like, a very long time, but if you ever feel that you are ready, like, just know it is in your control, and I'm not, like, rushing you or anything, if you need to take your time to just, like, wait it out, I totally get that, but, like, eventually, when it comes, like, the time for you to, like, try to make a move, it is that time, and you have to change your mindset and the way that you think.
1: Damn, you should write a book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now this uh definitely very helpful. New York bestseller. <laughs> bestseller. We'll will we'll advertise that on the website. Like <laughs> this person used to go to our club, oh. so watch our episodes.
3: Yeah, I think what Lisa's saying is like a hundred percent true because I think you're setting your unconscious mind into thinking that you can only associate with toxic, toxic. How do you say that? Toxic one? people. Toxic people. No, toxicity. Toxicity. Yeah, exactly. And that's. But I think what you're doing good is that you can differentiate what is bad for you and so that's really good already and you're distancing yourself from these people that you see as toxic so that's really really good it's, you're, you're not like continuing to hang out with them just because you don't want to be alone and that's something like i literally only found out this year like i i always thought that like even if i'm unhappy with this group of people i'll still like eat lunch with them i'll still hang out with them but that's just like taking the positive energy that i have so it's like draining me in the end so what are you doing is really good i think yeah you should continue like, that, even if you're lonely right now
1: yeah like these people, a lot of them I have a really close bond with, like, I've been through, like, thick and thin with them, but at the end of the day, sometimes some of them are just asses, so it, it's it's unfortunate, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. What about your philosophies, Lisa?
0: Lately, I've been, like, for the majority of this year, I've been very focused on, like, my academics and my extracurriculars and everything that is, like, school, I suppose, so... Personally for the longest time I've been setting aside everything that's really personal to me just like push to the side to pursue I guess what I want because I've always been extremely independent because i felt thought like I guess the only person I can really rely on is myself so For a long time like that's just what I've been doing and now I'm trying to prioritize other things to help myself because I feel like for a long time I wasn't listening to myself like you know how you have like different sides of yourself and they're kind of like always bickering at each other mm-hmm. it just feels like it was really like fighting in my mind like with myself and it was also it was like always just a struggle with my like inner self and you no know, id and your like, super ego it was kind of always just like a struggle between those two it was like, what i wanted to pursue versus what i really needed and so i'm trying to put my needs before my wants recently
1: yeah mm-hmm. exactly like do you guys do self-care?
0: Yes. I
3: mean, there's many forms of self-care. Um, let's talk about what self-care we do.
1: Um,
2: I use the... Actually, I want to I gatekeep the secret. Sorry. Um, you go I'm ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to uh, It's too good to, like... <laughs> I want to no, know. Talk. No, <laughs> cut, cut, cut <laughs> the camera. Okay, okay. Talk us. Okay, I want to tell you. Be- only because everyone in this room are, are such great people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this technique known as the Wim Hof Method, oh. where... Cool yes yes um and essentially how it works is you take a really deep breath so you go belly chest head and you let go lightly and you repeat that 30 times that's one session that's one round and at the very end when you breathe in and let out you have to hold your breath for um, two minutes what? and it's actually so I know it sounds like a long time I know it sounds like a long time but when you actually do it, it this kind of things happens where y- there's been so much oxygen going in and out of your just the body that you actually kind of feel the the air circulating through your nose so you don't actually have to breathe during that time so I- in a way it's actually easy to hold your breath for two minutes Okay. Uh, but afterward it's very like a cleansing experience oh, yeah okay. so I'm
3: gonna try this
2: yeah we can do a session afterwards <laughs> okay <laughs> session. actually it'd be like, really fun to lead a group session yeah. of this but um essentially like it's helping me with like so many different things for example like you know when you walk with your phone um, and you like look at it and after a while you have this really intense brain fog at least that's how it is for me yeah so yeah that's what happened and I just did it for like what three rounds and then my head was completely clear
1: I mean like I, I just did it like eight times and it's just like, it's kind of surreal, you know, you just kind of feel peaceful. Okay.
2: You, you'll feel, I mean, I don't know. am a
1: meditationist. Know. Don't do, have do drugs, kids. Breathe in and out like eight times and you'll be chill. <laughs> I think meditation does take
2: a lot more time and practice in order to actually reap the benefits mm-hmm. of meditation. With the Wim Hof Method, it's a lot more instantaneous, though it's still difficult to bring your skill level to a point where you can actually achieve very good results
3: can i say something so i think this method that he's mentioning is a really good way of staying present um i saw this podcast talking about how staying present with whatever you're doing as simple as eating is very
1: good for your mind do you guys like watch something when you're eating like youtube or tv i used to um yeah and lisa yeah me too I, I do. I, I Honestly, I, I like watching stuff when I eat. It's not like I need to. Like, I can eat dinner with the family or kind of just, like, sit in the darkness and eat my food. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it it's nice. Yeah, okay.
3: okay, so I brought this up because when you're doing something as simple as eating, you want your brain to focus on just eating but when you're watching something and you're eating your brain just focuses on what you're watching and what the content you're receiving so your brain doesn't fully take in all the nutrients your body doesn't take in the nutrients that you're supposed to receive and you, you actually get food. less
1: flavor yeah well. exactly
3: and you people tend to eat faster because they're so focused on what, whatever they're watching and like you're not like counting how many like this is like the third
1: spoon you know exactly just you're being sense. consumed while you're consuming yeah
3: exactly so you have to stay present while you're eating because it's just you take in the nutrients of whatever you're doing better exactly so it's, yeah something easy that people do because it's already like a habit like oh i'm gonna eat this right now so i'm gonna watch youtube it's a very hard habit to break and i'm trying to like do that myself so i don't know you guys can try and tell okay. me how it goes
0: Try
1: out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. Uh, I think that's a good way to wrap up the first philosophy. You know, we got some good advice out of that.
0: Yeah. Do we want to talk about your philosophy?
1: I think um, something I wanted
2: to bring up was determinism. Determinism. Yeah. You guys know what that is? Yes. I actually. Yeah? have Yeah. Lisa, sure. you wanna share with us what you know about determinism?
0: Okay. From what I've heard, isn't it just like the idea that like from the moment that you were born, you're predestined to do something or like live out your life in a certain way? And that there's like nothing that you can change about it? Exactly. I no, that makes sense.
1: I've like thought of that. I just didn't know there was a name
2: for that. Yeah, and so there's uh, two kinds of determinism, there's hard determinism and soft determinism. So for the soft one, it's um, it's kind of the idea that um, people even though there is a certain amount of like things that can't be changed and that are destined to happen, the human mind is able to like alter that a little bit and so there actually is a certain amount of free will. And the other one, hard determinism, the one I believe in.
0: You believe in hard determinism?
2: Yes, I believe in hard determinism, where...
1: Your life is, like, planned out. Are you religious?
2: I'm not religious.
1: I, I, I'm kind of on board with that. I feel like if there is some greater thing in the universe, everything's written out. Everything's going to happen and will happen.
2: <laughs> My idea of determinism has no base in the idea that a God exists at all. So, it actually, it's heavily rooted in just
1: science and just logic. So... Should I explain that, or do you guys want to add on? I I just want to add on so quickly, because last year we were learning about genetics, and DNA, it's a code. So if anything, it's like this supercomputer that is DNA has pre-decided everything you're going to do, right? Genes.
0: Well, your genes only determine so much. Like, the amount of neural connections that you're able to make solely depends on yourself. And like your capabilities, intellectually, perhaps physically is limited by genetics but at least if you want to achieve certain great things businesses or whatever it's mainly about hard work and less about what your genetic code is or the determination that the universe has given you because if you certainly believe that you can only do so much that is such that is a mindset that limits what you can do and for me personally that's not motivating and so I like to think and push whatever capacity that I've predetermined the year before so always beating myself basically
1: i think someone here needs to take one for the team they need to be so clearly in like their all their grandfathers were like pilots in the war and now they're going to be a great airline pilot they just need to go into like carpentry or something just to like just to prove us wrong you know someone got to take one for the team here but i feel like it makes sense but both things make sense because the genes could be telling you to say exactly that lisa but you could also be saying that freely like tea bag I just said that randomly but that could be the genes talking
2: yeah actually it's it's almost completely like unrelated to what you guys are talking about right now the cold gene thing but maybe a good example to illustrate this is what Lisa just said so Lisa was saying how um, okay as Lisa I uh, have the capability to do anything and so I am gonna be able to choose my own destiny but the thing is that thought process happened because of previous things in your life so everything led up to the moment where you would think that and because you think that something else is going to happen so because you think that way you are going to be successful but that was predetermined because all these things along the road to leading up to that point happened before that
0: but at the same time i can choose basically to just drop out of school and be completely like unsuccessful at this very moment but i'm not going to do that but i still have free will to do that and like that or is what didn't, free didn't will is. Do that, and not going I didn't do exactly.
2: That.
1: And I'm not going to. Do exactly. That exactly. It's the fact that you're not
2: going to, that you, it's kind of that illusion of
1: free will where. It's that illusion of like, yeah, free will. You, 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 think you could, which you probably could, but you're not.
0: So why would you want to believe that you're constrained by someone or some greater force when you can literally just have the belief that you're like free? Well, so you why can would also you? have the
1: illusion as well. You can just say, because in our minds, we're still making a choice, but. it's predetermined Mm. it's not
0: a choice if you were destined to make it in the first place it's not like the direction that you're going in life should be chosen by yourself not by like the fact that all these experiences have led up to this point I feel
1: like experiences make you so
2: I think yeah I I see what you're saying Um, how can I say this so you're saying that right now you as a person should not be restrained by the idea that, oh, my future is planned out because that's going to restrain me from leading the life that I want to lead. Exactly. But let's say for a moment, let's believe the idea that your life is planned out, right? Whatever you think now, if you think a certain way, I think I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. Um, I'm going to be a pilot. And you end up being a pilot. Well, then that's just what happened then in this line you went from thinking that to doing that, and that's the only reality that has ever existed. There is no, like, you know, there's no alternate reality in that
1: sense. Like, I know she just okay. don't like the idea. Is that It's kind of scary just thinking that, you know, you have no free will, and you're almost just, like...
2: But, like, recall, the way saying that, the diction of it, makes it sound bad. But it's like, of course we all have free will and choice to do what we want. It's just that whatever we end up doing is what was going to happen anyway, because all the things before led up to that moment. Like, for example, when you were born, you're born in a certain place to certain parents. And then, let's say the first thing they did was they, I don't know, they brought you home. And then after that, let's say you grew up in that place, you went to a certain school, and you went to a certain school after that, then you ended up going to Lord Bing, then you ended up taking these courses, and you ended up coming into this room and having this conversation with us. All of it happened because you were born in a certain place, and then all events unfolded after that, following that sequence. And so there would have not been an alternate thing that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get
0: it. Was there something you wanted to bring up, philosophically?
1: basically what i was going to talk about was called normative um ethics so basically everything you do almost keeps a score things are good things are bad if you've watched the good place like karma yeah like karma right so the supposed best outcome makes the most people happy and the worst vice versa so i think aristotle talked about this and there's this other guy from the 1800s he also talked about it but what do you guys think about that like what you do has like a score do you think that would get tallied up or do you think it just kind of bogus
0: what do you mean like if you do if one action costs the greatest amount of good for the greatest number of people then you get more points for that than if you were to do something selfishly that only costs yourself something good yeah i don't really believe in that because i feel like that's such like a mindset to be getting screwed over with like if you believe that if everybody were to go by that mindset it's kind of like marxism where everybody is trying to do good for other
1: people but it's in the end just they're doing it for themselves.
0: Yeah, but such a utopic reality is never gonna occur. And to be realistic, people are quite selfish and people do things for the benefit of themselves. That's why we have competition. That's why we have academic
1: rigor, right? People That's are why we have born that way Like toddlers, um toddlers only care about themselves, and suddenly after they've been, like, broken down and remade by school, they care about others.
0: Exactly, so I think this idea that, like, a tally is kept is ultimately going to be harmful for individuals who do believe in this mindset, because while it is a very, like, morally correct, like, kind of thing, I feel like it's just not realistic.
1: Yeah, like, I I, kind of disagree with the thing that utopia might never exist, because It was only a few years ago that the CCP proposed the social credit system. It never got introduced, but that would have been like that.
0: No, because... Okay. No, because people in China would have still not abided by this credit system because in the end, they're still going to have selfish incentives. Yes. Right? So, like, sure, even if this system is implicated, no one, I doubt many people, are going to follow this credit system. Does that make sense?
1: I mean, well, there's punishment in um china's case because you would have went to prison
0: but that's still that idea that you're being punished for not doing good is like or doing bad is in itself harmful it goes against your very ideology that you're supposed to do the most amount of good for everybody so how can you hold your citizens to one standard but then you yourself punish them when they do not abide by the laws that you create right as a governing system That system to yourself too, so you can't be corrupt and then expect other people to do that too. So I don't think a utopia like that would ever exist without like a a strong government system to reinforce it. That's why communism doesn't work.
1: I want to give communism like one last try. I think if we do it right, I think if there's no corruption, (laughs) it'll work.
0: And how are you gonna eliminate corruption?
1: Only, uh, like I don't know, do some tests, have people be checking in every month, put little microphones up their butts, so that they can never like lie. (laughs) What a great system. (laughs) We should try that. Anyways, what do you think about this car? Not the microphone butt thing, but like, uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard, I think, everything I need to hear about that, to be honest.
1: Awesome. I guess that like wraps up the episode. We've touched all the bases we want to, and microphone butts. um, So I think think that it's good to wrap it up. I'm Jude.
0: I'm Lisa.
1: I'm Kai. And thanks for watching.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Listening, yeah. Bye.
0: That's shut up we're starting hi welcome to another episode today we're going to be talking about philosophical ideas and to start us off I just kind of want to ask you guys what are the should philosophies we introduce ourselves? what are the philosophies that you guys personally live by I
1: think I should introduce you. yeah we should restart okay let's restart like, just say, I'm Lisa. no I I'm 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 can
0: sure. cut that off okay.
3: <laughs> welcome no, no, wait, guys. wait 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 <laughs>
2: Okay, go. Right now, I'm actually in kind of a state of questioning... Oh,
3: okay, oh. that's just great.
2: Um, so actually, I'm at a point where I'm kind of questioning... <laughs>
3: okay, s- no, we have to redo that. Okay.